Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step Journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds. Uh, Tracy, it's uh, it's great to have these conversations with you and and the friends who are able to to join us as we just ask questions and listen to their stories. But before we get into that today, talk to me about the the music that w- that we hear uh, oh, as yeah, part of sure. this podcast. Well, uh, that music is produced by my, my son Justin. Uh, I remember going to Justin almost a year ago saying, hey, have you got anything instrumental that would fit into this category? And it led to a whole fascinating conversation, which I won't, I won't no spoiler alert, I'm not going to go there. But it is an honor to have you with us today, Justin. And this song that we listen to is one of about 10 that you're going to talk a bit more. Uh, yep. But um, anyway, uh, we use for bumper music in the intro and outro his, his music. And uh, anyway... Justin, welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, it is great. It's great to to hear your music and looking forward to these conversations. Oh yeah, thanks for thanks for using the music. Yeah, you know when Dad asks, do you do you have music for my podcast? Yeah, you let you let him use it. You know, Mm -hmm. no matter what the lawyers say, right? You just let them. (laughs) Right. Well, uh, I remember vividly that day because uh, you shared with me at that time, I think you had seven songs that you had been working on and that whole deal. But before we go into that thing, it would be great, Justin, for you just to tell a bit about uh, how we got to be sitting in these chairs and a bit about uh, Justin Reynolds. I I will say this, um, uh, he is uh, a wonderful husband and father to two of of our three grand girls, uh, Nora and Sadie. And they're very generous to let us be vital parts of their life. And his wife, Cindy, and he work together uh, in uh, our house uh, advertising, Yep, uh, which is uh, over 10 years now, I think you've done that. But tell yeah. us kind of how, how we got to be sitting here, Justin. Uh, well, I mean, you know... <laughs> I mean, you're, you know, you, you guys are responsible for a lot of that. So, um, so I showed up and here we are No, um, you know, grew up in your house, uh, which was, which was cool. Uh, no, no complaints there. None, none that I can really think of. It was certainly interesting growing up in a uh, youth pastor and then a, uh, campus pastor and whatever. I mean, your, your title at Emmanuel kind of changed so many times that I just didn't know what to tell people after a while. Like, he's, he's up there. He's yeah, doing, he's, he's doing great work there. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but it's, it's great. He's having a huge impact. People love him. Um, it definitely, uh, being Tracy Reynolds, son definitely comes with a certain amount of, uh, notoriety in a, in a weird way. Everybody knows who you are, so you can't get away with a whole lot. So <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, and I look, you know, uh, worked, worked out great. Probably, probably kept me from making some questionable decisions, but, uh, you know, between you and mom, it's, you, you kind of, 
you provided a really high bar being a parent now in terms of like spiritual development for my kids and how to raise my kids. And, you know, just, uh, it was funny. Cindy was in the car with Sadie, our youngest, the other, other day. And Sadie was just, just unsolicited. Like, why does daddy love the Bible so much? Mm. Which is amazing. Like, yes, I'm doing it. I, I <laughs> did it. Win. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. Great. You know, uh, you know, which is like, yep. Yeah, you know, that's daddy loves Jesus. And this is how God speaks to us through his word. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You, yeah. You guys sing a lot of songs about Jesus. Yeah. Cause we love Jesus. The whole thing. Less than 24 hours later, I had to, you know, I had to, you know, punish her for something or, you know, send her to her room. And I got a handwritten card that said, daddy, why did you hurt my feelings? Mm. So within 24 hours, I've gone from like, why does daddy love the Bible so much to why did you hurt my feelings for, you know, I mean, welcome to father. I I know, I know. Parent, parenthood is a zero sum game. Wow. Well, Justin, you wear uh, a number of different hats, and I remember uh, conversations. Uh, we have music in common. We did. And uh, one of my greatest joys was um, being able, I think I was given a guitar, uh, which in my hands is about the equivalent of a boat oar, you know, or some kind of, I'm not very great at that. But uh, you had taken an interest in that, and it'll say, hey, Here's a guitar, Justin. And I was in a worship leading mode where I needed a guitar player. And you pretty much learned how to play guitar. Let's put um, this 14 year old up here with, yeah. you know, eight chords. Yeah. Let's figure it out. <laughs> yeah, but you did great. Well, it was highly formative for me because I, I mean, you know, nepotism works out sometimes, you know? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without that experience. Did I, did I deserve to be up there? Absolutely not. Was I qualified to be there? In no way was I qualified to be there. But that experience of just Sunday after Sunday, making a lot of terrible musical mistakes in front of a few hundred people, uh, and God bless them for putting up with all of that, <laughs> uh, that really paved the way for just, I mean... Mm. me being comfortable to do anything musical in front of anybody. Mm. I mean, it's, yeah, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. So thank you. Wow. For our, uh, our pleasure for dragging me up there, not dragging me. I went willingly. I think that's an interesting, I, I just wanted to kind of dive in here. Sure. Because listening to you say that, I wonder how many times we have missed opportunities to give someone a chance to learn by doing. Uh, we're waiting for so many people in the you know the younger generation or those who are new at something we're waiting for them to become so good at that yep. that we never lead by allowing them to learn by doing what are your thoughts as you as you think back you know to being a child being given a chance um, to do that i think part of it was just a function of where where you were and where you know i'm we were at grace and you you just needed not warm bodies, but you, you needed people. And, and I, it was just right place, right time, you know, had, had you already had like an amazing guitar player there, you know, would, would I have had the same opportunity? Maybe, maybe not. But, um, I think a lot of it was just, we need this and I kind of do this or kind of wanted to do this. So I I think it's just a function of like, I was there. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I was there and I was your son. So I had the, you know, 
I guess we'd, we'd call that privilege now. Just the, just the access to those opportunities just, yeah, you know, and I, I don't know how you make that into, you know, a systematic process, but I do think it is important to give younger people a shot at, yeah. at the thing, whatever that is, whether that's music. With some or, level of intentionality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because there, I mean, and a lot of it was just trial and error. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, Hey, let's learn this Israel Houghton song. Great. I don't know these chords and I'm going to have to, yeah. you know, get in the woodshed as, as they say, to figure all that out. Well, figure it out. You did. <laughs> and kudos to that. Justin, fast forward a bit. You, uh, went, to the University of Georgia, studied mm-hmm. guitar. Sure did. Uh, but you had played in some rock and roll bands yep. and written some music mm-hmm. and gone through several iterations uh, <laughs> yep. of that kind of thing. A lot of mileage between starting out in 14 and, until that point. Uh, and as a Christian going into a secular business, tell us about, because uh, that's something we've, we've had so many good conversations about, that... Uh, the Christian music, blah blah blah. Uh, how, tell me about what is it like, and how did how is that intriguing to you? And writing songs, and oh, the oh, that's a that's a great question. Um, I don't, I don't really see the difference so much anymore hmm. in terms of the, just the business side of it. Right. It's all the music business. You're you're dealing with when you, when you get down to it, it's the same corporate entities involved at the end of the day it's agreed you know so and it's uh, the business model's a little different the the trappings of it are are a little different but it's a business um and one that i've never been super duper successful at but you know it's it's kind of uh it's, it's been something that i've been a part of there's definitely culture shock growing up as you know you know, you play worship music mostly, and then you, you know, do alt rock covers with your friends in between marching band practices or whatever. <laughs> so th- there was a lot of music going on growing up, just a lot of different kinds of music. Uh, so just hopping from one thing to the next. Once I got to the point where I was in a band and like, all right, we're going to go play a club. That's a little bit of culture shock for, you know, the. 18, 19 year old pastor's kid who's never been in a bar before in his life. <laughs> and it's like, oh, there's a smell to this place. And this is this is not what I'm used to. So just kind of getting used to that, but getting I don't want to say comfortable, but to the point where you're in an environment like that and you don't feel intimidated to the point where you can't do what you're there to do. And you just kind of have to establish, it's like, all right, this is a room. It's no different from the room that I play. It's, it's just a room. It's just four walls with people in them. The objectives are a little different. Uh, and you kind of have to wade through that and figure out like where, you know, like there are things that are going on in here that are very different from the things that are going on in like a church or even like an all ages show where you're just there to see your friends and hang out or whatever. So that's a little interesting and you kind of have to set boundaries for yourself and that has more to do with who you're around and who's in the band with you and all that stuff. But, uh, I would like to think that by and large we had constructed enough of a accountability system where it's like, all right, 
we're going to go to this club. We're going to play. We're going to, we're just going to be good to people. You know, like it does, it doesn't really matter. You know, it's don't treat it like any other situation, like it's church or it's like an all ages show, or it's just, you know, going to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. It's, you're just there to be good to people. So I remember when you were going to high school and going into music and, and I had similar aspirations as a young musician. And part of the deal is realizing a, it's a business it's a hard business, and and it's not always about who's the most talented or the best music or that kind. Of, it really is. It's, it's a lot of politics. Is there's an an ugly side to it? I remember saying, Justin, if you want to do music, you're going to have to do several different things, and you've done several different things, uh, and we're quite proud of that, by the way. <laughs> like like your day job is different than your it has affords you the opportunity to do some of the things. So kind of sure. walk us through how some of those things have happened, and uh, you went to school to learn how to play guitar in a legitimate way and yep I, I went to learn a technique you know uh your friend Lindsay, uncle Lindsay, as we grew up calling him said hey you need to go to uga study with john sutherland you're there to learn how to work like so it's a technique the classical guitar you're not there to be a classical guitarist you're there to learn mm. this way of approaching the instrument and i did i kind of went in and felt very much like an outsider for lots of reasons but mainly because like my objectives were different from everybody else's. Mm -hmm. I was there to hone the craft in a very specific way. I, and it's kind of put me in, like I just view the instrument differently than a lot of people that I interact with in, you know, the quote unquote industry, because I, I approach it with this very methodical. I just, I just work differently than everybody else. And, think about technique differently. Uh, but going from that to the real industry was, I mean, it's just a lot of failure. You, you go and you try mm -hmm. and you take the meetings and they say no, and you play the showcases and nothing comes of it. And you play for three people in random cities for a long time. And it's, you know, that's a bit of a grind and it just, it, it takes a real toll on you. But I, through that, you know, you meet people. Um, and honestly, I've met a lot of people just for whatever church we were at, you know, one of my best friends, Paul Reeves, I met, you know, we went from grace to classic city community church and he was the worship pastor and yeah. we really hit it off. And he was also a producer and that led to me basically being a studio musician and a, uh, sideman, so a hired hired gun for a lot of different projects, and that was really formative and informed. You know, thinking about music differently, and you know, okay, I have to play. You know, playing all these different genres of music growing up really came into play. Cause it's like, okay, this kind of has like a soul music bent to it. Well, I learned this stuff by playing Andre Crouch tunes growing up. Yeah, you know, yeah. so you know. And, you know, oldies were on a lot in the car because that's what you guys would let us listen to for a period of time. It's like, all right, secular music. I don't know about that. But, you know, the four tops on the radio we can live with. <laughs> it's clean enough. But I got this education and like, okay, well, this is how the Beach Boys did things. This is how the Beatles did things. This is how, you know, Otis Redding did things. There's all this stuff rolling around in my brain because I grew up between that, marching band, symphonic band just learning these songs that I really like from artists that I really like and just really giving it a go in the, you know, 
high school rock bands, bands in college, and trying mm-hmm. to, quote, do the thing <laughs> after college. Uh, but being a studio musician was a lot more lucrative than being like, this is my band and this is my vision and it's the whole thing. But it, uh, even that kind of wears on you after a while. Cause I'm not really invested in this music. You play the song and then you forget about it. You know, right. if you played me a song, you're like, Hey, you played on this song, but I, you know, I, I would have to believe you because at a certain point you just kind of walk in, you play the song and then you move on with your life. Uh, right. which is, which is fine. And, it'll pay some bills and it, you know, it works, but that, and just teaching music, which is kind of every musician's way of trying to pay some bills or whatever. Uh, and then just being in a band in the age, like the dawn of social media, you kind of learn how to navigate that realm. And mm. when Cindy was starting the ad agency, uh, while she was getting her master's, she was like, Hey, can you, some of our clients are, or her clients at the time were asking about social media and stuff like, can you, can you do that? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I, yeah, it's, you know, it's mm. no different than what I've been doing, trying to get people to listen to my silly little band. Mm. And that kind of led to like, well, now I'm running social media ads and now I'm, you know, writing radio ads. Now we're, you know, now I'm in this advertising realm with a weird set of skills that I didn't know I was honing. <laughs> That's so, so interesting, though, because that's an example of learning, of working hard, enduring, but then adapting and adjusting uh, to the changes. I don't changes. know how hard I worked, but I did adapt, yes. <laughs> well, I've heard you play, and you, and you can play well. You're very talented. Well, Thank before you. we close this first um, podcast interview with you, just tell us a little bit about your new music. Just kind of give us a quick summary of that, and then we'll end this first one and, and uh, prepare for the second one. Uh, yeah, about two years ago, I... I think I came to the realization that I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm ever, I'm like in my mid thirties. I don't know that I'm ever going to like, you know, like be in a band or whatever again. So I just kind of, I was kind of bummed about it. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just try some stuff. So, you know, I've learned enough about recording music to kind of, so I'm not a professional engineer, but I, I know enough to kind of get something down. So I just started every night after my kids would go to bed, I'd, you know, for an hour or two, I just go down into my basement, I built a studio and I would just kind of hash it out for an hour, two hours. And that's how I'd kind of end the day. And after a year and a half of that, I had 10 songs Mm. just going down night after night, you know, whatever it was, you know, whether it was like, Oh, I need to write lyrics and try to do vocal takes to like, I'm going to spend an hour editing guitars or, you know, recording drums or whatever. Uh, and after a year and a half, I had I had some songs, played them for mm. some friends of mine, and they were like, no, this is this is an album. You have an album. You should release this. So mm. then I went about polishing it up and putting it in front of people who could really take it from like, hey, yeah. I made this into my basement, to like, this is this is a record. These are songs that need to exist in the world. And well, we want to hear extent. more about the songs. Uh, so we'll, we'll ask you more about the details of the songs. Where do people find yeah. the music? Um you can find us casual Americans is the name of the project. Uh, cause I'm too self-conscious to go there. There's so many Justin Reynolds is making music that I can't, you know, you got, you didn't give me a unique enough name. <laughs> That's on you. That's true. Uh, so I, you know, so it, it's a, it's a band, but it's not a band. Casual Americans. We're on Instagram. Great. Uh, that's probably the main place, you know, we're on Spotify and Apple music everywhere that, that you stream and buy music. 
Okay. So. Well, thank you. And we'll look forward to oh, talking to you. you more and just kind of learning uh, through music and through, through so many other uh, methods uh, to make sure that we find ways to make our next step. Yeah, our this best is great. Step. This is exciting. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Their debut single is coming October 29th. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans to learn more and pre-save their new song, Somebody Famous. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday. So join us again next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.